It's October 9th, 2023, and these are your headlines. Okay, it's only the first day of the special session. It's already started in Austin, and already things are starting off hot, namely with relations between the House and the Senate. Just hours before they were slated to convene today, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick took his criticism of House Speaker Dade Phelan to a new level, officially calling on him to resign. While Patrick has been critical of Phelan following the impeachment of Attorney General Ken Paxton, until now he's avoided calling on him to step down. Instead, the strongest wording he's used lately was to say he was undeserving of his leadership position. This is the first time he has flat out said Phelan needs to resign. In a statement released Monday morning, Patrick said Phelan had hit rock bottom by, quote, using the war in Israel for his own political gain. He said, I am calling on Dade Phelan to resign this position before the House gavels in this afternoon. There's no place in Texas political discourse for any elected official to use the atrocities in Israel for their own political gain. That's what Dade Phelan is doing. At this point, he's simply got to go. Patrick's call for Phelan to resign comes as a response to a statement made by Phelan earlier today that attempted to connect Patrick to white supremacist Nick Fuentes. Patrick roundly condemned Fuentes, who's been an outspoken admirer of Hitler, among other things. Patrick said Nick Fuentes and his anti-Semitic rhetoric have no place in the United States. Those who spew such vile, loathsome abominations will have to answer for it. For anyone to try to use their the, try to use these invectives for their own political gain is below contempt. So, let's recap. So far, the voices calling on Dade Phelan to resign as Speaker include Donald Trump, Attorney General Ken Paxton, Republican Party of Texas, and now officially Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. That's a big deal, and it will set the stage for the coming weeks of this special session as they have been tasked to deal with border security, school choice. Colony Ridge, and COVID mandates. And by the way, when the House did meet this afternoon, Dade Phelan did not resign. Now an update to a story that broke last week after House impeachment managers released documents revealing his personal address, Attorney General Ken Paxson has filed criminal complaints against each member. The documents were released as additional evidence last week, despite the trial being long over. Managers claim they did not use the documents during the trial because of time limits, issues with timely responses to subpoenas, witnesses choosing to plead the fifth, as well as multiple procedural decisions made during the course of the impeachment trial. As part of this evidence, however, as we reported, there were multiple references to Paxton's address in Austin, once as part of correspondence concerning work done on his house, and another as part of Uber records complete with GPS coordinates. The page was later taken down, then those documents were redacted to remove the address. The GPS coordinates, however, remained. Of course, the internet's forever. Uh, the damage was already done. Paxton says now he's referring the issue to local prosecutors. That's because a new law that went into effect last month makes it a Class B misdemeanor to maliciously post the address or phone number of an individual on the internet. And that could be punishable by up to six months in jail. In a statement, Paxton said the impeachment managers clearly have a desire to threaten me with harm when they released this information last week. I'm imploring their local prosecutors in each individual district to investigate the criminal offenses that have been committed. 
As a reminder, we mentioned these names last week, but I'll say them again. The House Impeachment Board of Managers. These were the House members that led up the impeachment in the Senate trial for Attorney General Ken Paxton. Those include the following members. Andrew Murr, who is the chair, Ann Johnson, the vice chair, as well as Charlie Guerin, Joe Moody, Jeff Leach, Terry Canales, Oscar Longoria, Morgan Meyer, Briscoe Kane, Cody Vasut, David Spiller, and Aaron Gamez. Lastly, even with the special session ongoing, we do have an election coming up. There are 14 constitutional amendments on the November ballot that must be approved by a majority of Texas voters for the underlying legislation to take effect. Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, True Texas Project, and the Huffines Liberty Foundation have all released recommendations for voting on these amendments. We've compiled their recommendations in one place. Additionally, each amendment has an analysis put together by the Texas Legislative Council, complete with comments from supporters and opponents. You can find these, as well as other top stories of the day, at texasscorecard.com. <laughs>